Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 322, Content Buckets. Indie Music Podcast now is a Patreon at patreon.com slash indie underscore music cast, and we invite you to become a member for exclusive benefits. For next to nothing per month, you can get members-only podcast video, early access to upcoming episodes, merch, and more. This morning, Matt and I get together for coffee and talk about content management for musicians and audio professionals. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo, of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? How's how's my level? Better now. It's good. It's good. How about mine? Yeah, it's good. It sounds a little... um, A little... High past. High past. Okay. Like, like, where's the beef, man? Where's the beef? I mean, <laughs> I can add that in post. It's fine, but. How about um, how about this now? I did have one change, but. That's a little better. That's a little better. Okay. Yeah, I thought, you know, I don't need the air on my uh, on my channel. Um, no. So I turned it off, <laughs> and now you're going, oh, it, it sounds a little high past. So, oh, that's funny. So I added air back, and so I'm actually adding high end um, with that. That doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> but if you say you it's better, it's the better. low bids came back. Okay, maybe it's all good. Uh, not much, not much different here. Just had a a, a new world clock cable, and uh, which was the root of my problem. Oh. Um, I, I had to reset the world clock on the uh, on my uh, mic pre. So. You had to reset the world clock. Is that what's going on with our timeline right now? Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's your fault. Well, hopefully it gets better. <laughs> Sometimes well, I, you just need a restart. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I probably didn't need to do the full restart, uh, the um, resetting the world clock settings on that. Uh, probably would have done it. But I, I really didn't know what was wrong. So I just like knew. Well, so. when in doubt, restart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I learned that from Windows. So. Yes. So did I. <laughs> I see. I see in the background. There's like a. It's what looks like a first aid station. I know it's not, but I see like a bottle of uh, isopropyl alcohol and some swabs. <laughs> yeah, that's my uh, my my tape splicing station. Tape splicing. That's yes. cool. <laughs> no, I saw I saw a picture of that on Instagram. I know that you uh, you recently added a um, a tape deck for tape mastering, which is cool. I'm I'm yeah. going to send you something because I really want to hear what it sounds like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really digging it. I, I've uh, uh, done a couple of uh, my previous digital masters and mm-hmm. uh, made some adjustments for EQing and not, not very much and, um, and then ran them through tape. And I just really uh, like, uh, it's really just a matter of getting the levels uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, pushing it. I'm using a type one tape and uh, which allows you to get louder. Uh, and so I can really push it. And then it's just been some really Really nice analog um, qualities, you know, that uh, um, I've been looking for. And a lot, uh, in my opinion, um, my uh, my tape plugins don't don't even stand up to this. Um, yeah. It's, That's it, not too surprising, but um, it it's interesting, though, yeah. to think about. Oh, speaking of levels, yeah, so here I am. I have uh, yet another different mic today. Oh yeah. Um I'm I'm this is a vintage mic. This is an AKG uh D310 uh Austrian made from the late 1970s. And uh I think I like it a little better now um with this with this this booster. 
um, than I did when I bought it. I went on a little kind of a spree at one point thinking, oh, I'm going to, you know, have people in. We're going to do recordings. I need a mic locker. And uh, what a cool thing to like buy up some vintage mics that maybe people haven't heard of too much and get them while they're inexpensive. And I quickly realized that um, microphones are kind of like uh, the wands and Harry Potter, you know, (laughs) if they're right for you, they're right for you. And if they're wrong, they're wrong. And I'm like, well, (laughs) this one was not a match for me uh so i quickly kind of abandoned that whole so does the process does the microphone choose its owner i there's definitely a match no match situation um because <laughs> people have different voices and in you know some people are strident voices and some people are boomy voices and it really kind of has to be a match a fit with the microphone and yeah. you don't know until you actually have it in hand and plug it in and try it out so i, th- I think this one's interesting when it sounds good um and with your um uh with the inline amplifier mm-hmm. and you're sitting back more than what i think yeah. normally i yeah so yeah, I, you, you look was, like you've got a good uh, 18 20 inches between you and the mic uh, it's really it's about it's more like 8 to 10 it's oh, okay. different from here um, it's a nice little handheld, you know, it's about the same size as one of those Sennheiser. It's a nice microphone, really solidly built, but um, it's a little bright, you know, which is what I didn't like about it. And I think maybe that's because I had to gain it up so high uh, initially before I had the before I had the inline booster. And um, when you gain it all the way up, it's a little too harsh on my voice. So anyway, that was kind of what led me to buying a Slate so that I could have uh, like a flat microphone with all the software, different versions of the vintage mics. But I'll be using that one next week and see how that goes. Interesting. With which uh, which mic simulator? I don't know yet. We'll figure that out. I kind of do like something Sony... like really like you would not, you know, like just. Weird. Well, I like the Sony 800. That one really seems to work for me, but I don't know. For spoken word? I don't know. Grab Maybe something that is. Should, grab something that should totally not work for spoken word and see if you can make it work. Okay. I like that idea. Oh, but what I was saying about gain was that, you know, I thought this would be a fun exercise, but I didn't realize how much more work it was going to make for myself trying to figure out different levels and EQ settings each week and post yeah. <laughs> when I had it so dialed in. And now it takes me like, do you have like a, like a kick drum mic sim? I have a kick drum mic. Do you? <laughs> we should try that. I should try, try that, that one too. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, that's on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> might, that would be kind of, I, I bet it sounds good. Really, all the lows would come out, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, I kind of, I, I think I'll have to get closer to that one, I, I because it's made for a higher SPL. So I think I'll have to eat that one a little more. Yeah, <laughs> but well, uh, if you put your um, your uh, inline amp, you may not have to. That's true. Anyway, <laughs> that's what's going on with me. Yeah, I've been doing some narration, uh, voiceover, and some post production stuff this week. That's kind of all that's going on with me. Right on. Yeah, I did I have to make some extra coffee. I slept in this morning and I was like, I don't know if I have the brain power for a, a discussion until <laughs> I have some more coffee. Yeah, I've got music coming in. I, I had music come in and uh, went through a listening session, uh, sent some feedback and waiting on a revision right now. And cool. yeah, uh, hopefully it'll come in today. We'll see. And I've got uh, um, another artist who just asked me if I could uh, do a, a, a review listen just for some feedback. So I'm going mm. to do that as well. So Nice. Nice, nice. Which, if you didn't know, I I do that occasionally. Yet. Do you do that for free or does it uh, case-by-case basis? Nah, nah, pretty much for free. Um, yeah, same here. You know, 
for uh, the most part. It, it's it's included in, in my mastering, but if um, I, I think if we have some sort of relationship, no matter how small, <laughs> I'll probably yeah. help you out. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, I do that. Uh, coming in cold, and I've never talked or met uh, or or interacted on social before. I don't know. You know, it, that would right. be a little weird. Um, but, yeah. Uh, that's 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 my unofficial policy too. If I know you and you want me to, if you want to roll a mix past me for some comments, I absolutely. I just you know I'll just do that. If you're coming to me as a as a like cold outreach kind of thing, hey, I don't know you, but here's a mix. I charge a very nominal fee. Yeah. For um like a I don't know a paragraph of of solid notes after a couple of listens. Um, I did I did consider uh, offering uh, nobody's reached out but I consider offering you know if you want to like a page long in depth here's everything you could do um, which you know that is not just mixing advice but maybe even production advice um, for a, for a nominal fee that's something I would offer yeah because that's time you know that's you know thirty minutes to an hour of of uh, seasoned professional advice on a on a mix with maybe arrangement suggestions and production suggestions. That's not nothing. No, no, I think it's, I mean, it's a, it's a legitimate service, you know? Um, but I just always roll that up into everything else that I do. You know, I don't. Yeah. That, if, if somebody's that. paying me for mixing, I just, you know, they get that anyway included. <laughs> what kind of coffee are you drinking today? I, I made up some Turkish coffee because this is my second cup. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, I need to, I need to wake my brain up. Yeah. Uh. Uh, Sumatra. <laughs> okay. It's it's pretty much always Sumatra, unless it's espresso. <laughs> so, mm. Yeah. I, I just, every time I go try something else, I'm like, hey, I'd really rather have Sumatra. Huh. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what I have. I have to check. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I like, but I never really look at what it is. Yeah. It's from the San Francisco Coffee Roasting Company. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's big. one thing I miss. Uh, uh, when I um, lived in the Northwest, uh, there were local coffee roasters. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I used to go down and actually get coffee and, uh, you know, buy uh, beans uh, from local roasters. That was awesome. Yeah. Know? And, uh, you know, you could ha- you could give them like uh, kind of custom orders, you know, if you, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you bought like at least a couple pounds of coffee. Um, right. And they would uh, – um, uh, roast it to your specs, you know, a little bit extra money, but, uh, yeah. um, it was fun, you know, to, uh, be able to do that and support locals and stuff. Yeah. San Francisco has a couple of places like that. I like this because it's just like a real dark oily roast. And I like that yeah. for my morning espresso. <laughs> so you had a topic that I like, since my, um, technical difficulties trying to start up, I didn't get a chance to review. Um, oh. And I have no idea how to segue into it. So <laughs> I was going to say, uh, we got rain coming. So I'm going to yeah. get my buckets prepared. Um, <laughs> that was kind of stupid. So anyway, so I had this idea and um, that uh, it didn't really come up in the chat yesterday, but it was kind of tangentially related. And it's the idea that all of us, you know, creators, freelancers, musicians, have to be online all the time or feel like we have to be online all the time, building an audience and creating content that, um, that is kind of like content marketing. It's like tells people about you, who you are, what you're about. Here's my music. Here's this. And you're supposed to show up constantly, weekly, daily, whatever. Have you heard this thing that you're supposed to like post three TikToks a day, which I think is like, that's a full-time job. Are you kidding with me? Yeah. Anyway, just the idea that you're supposed to be producing content all the time. And at some point, you t- kind of tap out, as you know, 
of ideas. And you're like, well, you know, I can't think of anything like, you know, podcast <laughs> topics, right? And um, the suggestion I had, I believe it's from Graham Cochran, uh, you know, Graham Cochran of the Recording Revolution and now Graham mm-hmm. Cochran Consulting or, or Business Coaching or whatever. And um, his idea is is so simple and so obvious, but I think that uh, people don't do it. And I know that um, even even we don't really do it and we should do it. Or, or if we do it, we do it unconsciously. But if you do it consciously, uh, it just makes things so much easier. And that is to kind of think of it as content buckets. And the buckets are kind of like categories, right? So for a podcast like ours, for instance, where we where our audience is you know, independent musicians and um, other audio professionals, as we say in our tagline, you know, our content buckets would be one bucket would be interviews, right? Another bucket would be mastering. Another bucket would be mixing. Another bucket would be recording. And then you can like come up with topics for each one of those buckets and then cycle through them so that you always, so it always feels like fresh, but it always also feels on brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Because otherwise you get stuck in a rut and then you kind of tap out on one area of your content and then you feel like you run out of ideas, but you haven't realized that, oh, well, I have these other areas. Like if you're a musician, one could one bucket could be, you know, behind the scenes of your tour. One bucket could be behind the scenes of your recording. One bucket could be here's a demo of a song. You know what I mean? Here's a, one bucket could be fan interactions. I mean, whatever suits your your style and your I guess, brand for lack of a better word and um, what you think your audience would enjoy. But it's a, it's a way of kind of not siloing, but categorizing areas that you can create content in. And then um, you don't run out of ideas or you don't tap out of one area too much and it keeps it fresh and it keeps you, you know, within the realm of what you want to be producing for your audience. And it just really helps kind of alleviate that stress of uh what do i what do i create next you know what i mean yeah uh, you know and i think i have um that not in a formal sense but mm-hmm. uh, you know there's there's things that it, uh that i that i could categorize and you know in in what i do but but i think that what i would end up with is what i end up with now and that would be uh, one bucket that has something in a bunch of empty buckets <laughs> um, you know, and, right. <laughs> and so I, I would just transfer the problem from, uh, in my head to, um, you know, to an organized sense of, yeah, I already knew that I, I'm, I don't have anything going on right here right now, but I've got this. Um, I, I don't have enough content to really feel like I need to organize it better. Now, um, maybe the podcast here, uh, I think those are good ideas, you know, and we could, uh, cause those, I mean, we could use trello buckets you know and right and uh, i have done that under my trello yeah you know and we could go boom 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 and have uh different cards for mm-hmm. uh or um what are they, what's the level above a card is that a workspace i can't uh, um, yeah i think it's a workspace well the workspace is everything and then you've got um the list you've got the, list. the lists and then you've got cards in the list is that right right okay and so you yeah, could, you could your list would be a bucket and then your, your cards would be your content ideas and you could further develop inside the cards if you wanted. Yeah. Trello is um, a perfect way to organize that. Yeah. It's free. Um, but yeah, I, I just, uh, um, it would just, it, for, it would really just be something to make me feel even worse. Um, 
<laughs> no, well, let's think about it. Okay, so let me let me let me pretend I'm consulting with you. Pretend I'm a I'm a social media consultant for you, uh-huh. and I'll say, okay, so Doug, you have a mastering um, a mastering business, mm-hmm. and you want to create. You know, I would say four four is a good number. I feel like just from personal experience. Um, otherwise, it gets too spread out. You know, I would do like one bucket for you would be like gear gear focus. Here's this piece of gear. Here's this piece of gear. Here's this wall treatment. Another focus would be clients. Here, I'm sharing a client that I worked with here. I'm sharing a different client that I worked with. And we can make a little video of that. Here um, is a bucket of tips and techniques. Here's what I do with this. Here's what I do with this. And here's how you do this. And here's a tip for this. I mean, that's three buckets right there. Yeah. And you can you can kind of easily do that. Um, I think I, now I'm saying all this, but... You know, we haven't formally done this for our own podcast, and that's why every Friday night we're kind of like, well, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Which I like that. But we easily could, you see. <laughs> we easily could just make a bucket. Here's I, our interviews lined it's up. It's one of the things I love interviews. about this podcast is the, 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 the spontaneity <laughs> of our content. Um, <laughs> no, I like it too. Because <laughs> it just, you know, if it's, ever, if it's always planned out, it's just like, ah. Uh, I know, you know, and some are like, and some are like, and I listen to a lot of podcasts and I can tell there are ones that are scripted and they're so well written. And I know this guy must've spent a week or more writing the script for this and rehearsing it. And here's another one that clearly has bullet points and they get upset when they go off topic and need to bring it back to topic. And here's another one that's just <laughs> it's off the top of their head and they couldn't think of anything. So it's done in seven minutes. So, I mean, I do like ours. I like to think that it's part of the appeal of ours. It could be part of the thing that people don't like about it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. You know podcast. the way I, I think about it for, um, and not the podcast, but for uh, what I do. Um, yeah. And uh, my studio is what am I working on right now? Right. Is it worth sharing? Is it part of a story? You know, where is it? Mm-hmm. Does mm-hmm. it? You know, and uh, or or this is absolutely mundane stuff and nobody's interested in, and so I'll just pass. And yeah, uh, check you on that. I would check you on that. Yeah. Because and this is something that I find from as something that you think is mundane and routine and too easy and too simple and too boring to talk about. Somebody somewhere is going to find that interesting because they're farther down the ladder than you. They haven't done that yet, or they yeah. don't know how that works. And that's the easiest thing to overlook is that stuff that we go, I don't want to, that. Everybody knows this. I don't need to talk about this. Make a video of this. This is stupid. And then somebody somewhere goes, thank you so much for sharing this. I yeah. had no idea that this is how this was done. And you go, oh, I reached somebody today. And that can make your whole week. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, Easier said than done. I know. <laughs> and then how do you, so, some things, the problem is how to present them. Because uh, uh, right. some, some things aren't really visual, you know, and yeah. and and all the social stuff. If 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 you just talk about it, but you don't share some kind of visual aspect about it, mm-hmm. nobody will mm-hmm. ever see it. It doesn't hit the algorithm because you, you've got to have an image or a video, which. Yeah. Is, um, but if you just post text on a post in Twitter or Facebook, you can't do mm-hmm. that on Instagram. Nobody will see it, man. I mean, it, yeah. it, it just so it doesn't get shown, you know. And so, well, if you think about ways something, around that too. Yeah, so you can do like uh, that's when I go over and and do a search in Canva for something right. somewhat that, that's that I don't own, you know, somebody else's mixer, you know, and yeah. uh, or whatever, and uh, uh, you know, whatever if it's different than than what I have, but. Uh, well, you know what I see the people. I mean, I think of that, and then I think there's creative ways that other people because you can do what in the in other industries you call best practices research, which is like I want to do a thing. How have other people solved this problem? 
And one way that, boy, you can tell I've had a lot of coffee. So one way that you can, um, <laughs> that I've seen people solve that specific thing on Instagram, which is a visual medium, is they'll make cards, right? And the cards have text on them. And when you, you can post, post multiple at a time, and then it, be, it becomes a scrolling story, right? In your feed, like here, here's how you do this. And they have like these, here's the six plugins that you need to do on a vocal chain. And then you click on it and it goes to the next slide and then says number one and you did it and of course that's going to take you like six hours to make this thing but that's why you hire somebody to do that for you yeah. or <laughs> you know whatever but and yeah it can be a lot of work and what's your return on investment that's another story but um there are ways to solve to get around that do this one thing to change your mixes oh, God. you know <laughs> i i so resist the clickbaity <laughs> stuff it's hard though it's hard uh, oh man yeah. I'm starting. I'm at the point now where I'm starting to see like everybody's everybody's kind of advice is becoming is converging and becoming like this recyclable. Here's here's the same advice over and over and over on multiple mediums by multiple people, and it's just because it's just like it's like the 24 hour news cycle. It's like the 24 hour cable. They don't have enough stuff to say, so everybody just kind of fills the void with. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be a guy who just fills the void with a bunch of nothing just to have something to say. Yeah. I want to you know, say something to people that might resonate with people or helps people. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, well, whatever people, you know, post three times, do, do whatever it is you feel you need to do for me. I, I, I just want to post stuff that I feel is, um, uh, quality and relevant. And right. if, it, if it's only four or five posts a week, um, I'm okay with that. And maybe I don't have uh, uh, the followers, but I've never really subscribed to uh, having a bunch of followers. Is no, I agree. Is um, uh, is really the goal? It's having uh, a, no, a number of followers who are like engaged, in, in, engaged with you and stuff. And, and, and yeah, so I'd rather have you know three or four hundred uh, engaged followers than ten thousand that don't even ever do anything. You know, because then it's just an ego thing. Um, but vanity metrics. Yeah. And that doesn't really matter to me. I mean, what what, no. ma what 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 matters that people are interacting, that you have uh, uh, content that's uh, useful and of service to others, and um, uh, on occasion generates new clientele. And sure. you know, and that's that's really where it's at. It's doing business. So um, I don't even care about likes. I care about comments and questions. Yeah, that's actually, and those are hard to come by. You know, I did a few weeks of um, mastering Q and A videos, and uh, I did live stream. I hadn't done live stream before; a little awkward, but I, I like to put myself out there in uncomfortable situations. Just to what platform was get that through it on Instagram? Okay, yeah, I might uh, pick it up again. I uh, didn't do it. Uh, uh, this would be the third week that I haven't done it, and I did it for three weeks uh, straight and, and promoted it and, uh, on all my channels and everything. And I, I think I had one person come, uh, to the live stream one time. And then the, the views on it are really low. Uh, cause mm -hmm. I, I saved and published the live streams after. So not a whole lot of interest there. I, I wanted to, um, let that material sit and see if people caught on to it at all. And well, that's kind of the whole showing up thing. I remember when I first started my Twitter chat, and I was just, I was sweating, just nervous about, <laughs> you know, how am I going to do this? Who's going to show up? And da, da, da. And like the first three times I did it, like I was basically talking to myself. And yeah. then after that, I had to be prepared to be the only one there and just, just kind of tweet for an hour on a topic 
expecting that nobody would come. Yeah. Eventually, people kind of picked it up and came. And now I have people who apologize if they're not there. Yeah. I mean, it took a while. Yeah, you know, and and I know that too. Um, and it uh, and so I just I prepared my material to just to present, uh, you know, as if uh, you know I was in front of a crowd. Uh, that was just there to listen, you know, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, with the hopes that it, they get some questions because questions are good. They make it right. easier to uh, fill in the time and make it more um, useful and valuable, you know, to, mm-hmm, uh, with mm-hmm. the interaction, um, you know, and if someone has a, a, a specific question, that's, uh, that's always great because then you're, you can really deal, you know, almost a one-on-one that's valuable to others because it's a recorded media, you know? And yeah, uh, yeah. so I like that, but um I might I might do it some more, but it's it's it was a lot of work, you know. And it's a lot of work, and it's time spent, and you have to, and you sit there the whole time wondering what the return on investment is. Is this worth it? But you know what? That's analogous to. It just occurred to me is it's analogous to the to the band that's playing to an empty room or the room with like just the girlfriends. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's analogous to that. But eventually, and that's practice. That's a practice. It's, it's it's exactly what it is. It's practice. And you get better and word of mouth starts to spread and eventually people start showing up and eventually that you can have a cover charge and eventually, you know what I mean? It, but everybody starts playing to an empty room. Yep. Yep. Okay. So let's take that a step further. You play to an empty room, but you have somebody film it. Now you have a film of your recording and you can take that and chop that up into different pieces of content. Now you have, now you have a content bucket of you loading in. Oh, Hey, here's us loading in. It's behind the scenes. Oh, hey, here's a snippet of our latest song. And you can put that out on, you can put the whole song on YouTube. You can put uh, one minute of it on TikTok or Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can tweet out a link to it. I mean, you can you know mix what? in you can, like applause. You can <laughs> totally <laughs> mix in crowd noise. Crowd was going wild. Um, but that's another thing about the content buckets is that you can go, okay, how can I repurpose this? How can I take this one thing and use it multiple places? And, and that, and I know, I understand this is all starts to feel like a full-time job and why are you doing this? But you do kind of have to go, okay, who's my audience? What am I doing this for? What am I trying to gain by this? And it's not just attention and it's not just, um, you know, virtual accolades or vanity metrics. It, it needs to be for something. And uh, I, I think part of it is for awareness, right? Because you want to bring in clients or fans if you're a musician um and part of it is i think um to kind of service the community both of us like to be helpful both of us like to give out you know advice and and be helpful to the to the community and lift the other ships um and so i mean that's what i'm doing on tiktok right now is short video content of tips and tricks and stuff and uh, i'm enjoying it and i'm doing it there because i really like how easy it is to make a video and then i can take that video and post it elsewhere yeah i found that um i was spending a lot of time in uh in the post production video tools on tiktok Mm -hmm. um especially uh the um the clip editor the transcript of uh, oh yeah i definitely hand edit my transcripts because i don't know if i mumble or what but it doesn't do the best job of uh and you know we have a lot of um you know, industry specific terms that it doesn't know what to do with. Yeah. But yeah, I find that it takes me 20 to 30 minutes to record and edit a one to three minute video. Yeah. Yeah. Just as a rule. 
about the so same. So I do that once a week now, and I can do 30 minutes once a week. I think what I, you know, it's, I haven't really done much on TikTok in a while, but I've got enough material that I have recorded um, mm-hmm. for various things, uh, mostly for Instagram. I really like Instagram. I'm comfortable there. Um, I like the platform. It's easy to use um, mm-hmm. when I have mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, when I have the uh, inspiration to do a video. I just did a video on, uh, you know, that was kind of, I thought it was kind of cool on uh, on actually doing a, a tape splice. I don't know if you saw that one. Um but no, uh, I'll go find it. Cause that's yeah, interesting. To it me. was cool. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, an opportunity to be a little bit creative with, uh, some video effects and things like that. But, um, I don't know, uh, name one thing that, uh, you are focused on in social media, like over the next three days or four days. Just me? One. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm on Twitter every single day, but, um, I, I, uh, I, I will be putting out a TikTok. I've been I've been recording it on the weekend and putting it out on Monday, so I'm going to do that in the next. Yeah, what's the goal though? What's the goal? Yeah, um, outreach and engagement. Okay, so uh, I'm trying to uh, build my email list uh, mm. for my newsletter. So I'm, I've been. Oh, we I'm, should have an episode about that. Yeah, so I, I'm. <laughs> focused, I, I find that forward. really hard. People don't really want to give it up. Um, and if if they're going to give it up to anybody, it should be me because I like send out like three emails a year, you know, <laughs> or four, you know, and, and I, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's even called, uh, uh, it's even called, um, residence masterings, not so frequent newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know because I get it. Yeah. Infrequent or not so frequent. I can't remember. I'll have to look, but not so frequent. I've been calling it infrequent here recently. I but. think it's funny. It's clever. <laughs> It's, it's, it's disarming right off the yeah, bat. Well, I, I knew right off the, yeah, I, I knew going into it that I'll never write a newsletter every month. Right. I'm never going to do that, you know, and yeah. I might have a chance to do it quarterly maybe. Um, mm-hmm. but I'd rather just like whenever the, it strikes me, you know, yeah. Hey, Oh, this is some cool stuff. I think I'll share on the newsletter. You know, when I get to that point, then I like, like to put one out. But, uh, so, um, cool thing. I added a neat little thing to my website. Um, if you go there and and uh, you just hang out a little bit or uh, you know scroll down checking out material, you'll end up getting a little hey, you want to scri- subscribe to the newsletter thing, um, which is cool. I'm gonna go visit and, and check that out. Yeah. Um, I am well overdue for a newsletter. I I thought and I, a lot of this to me comes back to process. I mean, like I tried TikTok and I like I burnt I didn't really get it and I didn't I kind of burned out and I let it go for like three or four months and then. I was doing something else and then boom, I came up with a process. And now that I have a process, it's super easy. And I think that's part of the whole thing is you need to build yourself process for doing these things that you want to repeat. Like even like writing a newsletter, it's harder when you do it less frequently because you have to kind of remember the process or refer to your notes or whatever. Yeah. You know, the thing is I run across so many, uh, okay. Engineers, people, uh, mastering or, or mixing or whatever. And, they're turning it into a comedy show and yeah. it's not what I'm about. And, no. you know, and I, I know people like that. That's cool. And it's entertaining, you know, and that's mm-hmm. why they're doing it. Cause it is entertaining and that stuff gets follows, but, um, exactly. um, I, you know, I like to have fun, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and whatever and laugh, laugh and joke or whatever, but I don't want to stand up and, and be a comedian or, sure. a, uh, you know, and, and an entertainer in that way. Um, and so, you know, perhaps my content isn't that entertaining because I'm, ta- it's more t- 
teaching or educational yeah, or, yeah. or trying to express why I think something's cool or a lot of, and most of the time it's, it's trying to, um, uh, lift up an artist or somebody else that I've worked mm-hmm. with. You know, I, yeah. I, I like to share that kind of thing. Those are the, um, uh, uh, the types of things that I like. And, and I think that I like well, that's the content from others that I also like, you know, is, is, uh, I get, I get so many introductions to new artists through other engineers that I follow and the work that they're doing with clients. And I'd probably take a lot of my inspiration for the content that I post based on, um, things that I like from other engineers and the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that do the mm-hmm. same thing. And, and you're right. It's gear and it's, what am I working on? Maybe uh, a, a cool way of doing things, and and mm-hmm. or process, and and you know, I mean, gosh, I've I don't know if anybody finds it interesting. A while back, I posted a a, a diagram of my signal routing, and yeah, <laughs> you know, does anybody even think that's cool? <laughs> I think it was pretty cool, and and actually, it's really useful. Do you use hashtags? Because I find that that's the way that people find stuff across the board is yeah. like they'll search on a hashtag. Yeah. And I've actually got, uh, if I type hashtag space, it pre-populates all my hashtags mm-hmm. for me. And, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. so I've got that set up as a, uh, whatever it's called, quick, uh, um, quick text or whatever on my phone. Yeah. Um, That's cool. and, uh, which is a kind of a cool, it's, uh, it probably does it on lots of different devices, but, um, mm-hmm. it's actually in, in, it's part of iOS. I can, I can type it not just in social, if anywhere I type hashtags and space, It'll populate all my hashtags, so it doesn't matter. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so that's uh, yeah. So no matter where I'm at, Twitter or whatever, it's an iOS thing, not a um, not a uh, platform thing. But. Yeah. Well, I think that people will find somebody will find anything interesting. Like if you put it out there, at some point it's going to find somebody interesting. But the way that people find it, because of the way algorithms work, is you have to keep posting and. Um, the more you the more you post, the more the algorithm goes, oh, this guy is making stuff. I'm going to lift this up and show it to people that liked other similar things. Yeah. And at some point, something's going to hit and somebody's going to go, oh, this guy makes interesting stuff. And they'll go back and look at your other stuff. Yeah. And that'll kind of – but it's, a, it's like a tipping point thing. And the only way to hit, reach that tipping point is to keep posting. And I know it gets tedious. I know it seems like a full-time job unto itself. But again, you, if you work in – if you build out a, some kind of a process – and you make sure that it, if it doesn't align with your goals, it's not going to happen. And if it's not easy, it's not going to happen. So that's why um, that's why I suggested the content buckets because it's one way of taking that off of your mind plate. <laughs> uh, you, what am I going to come up with today? Well, I'll just reach into my content bucket because I did gear last week. So this week I'm going to lift up an artist that I worked on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or last week I did a behind the scenes of recording. So this week I'm going to showcase the song that I was working on. You know what I mean? It's just one less thing to worry about and one more thing to make your process easier so that you can be consistent, keep showing up and keep building that audience because you have to, you got to be out there. It doesn't matter if you're playing your local bar or if you're on Instagram, it's the same thing. You have to keep going. Yeah. I think we could all just rebel against it and only do three or four posts a week. And then the platforms would have to change their algorithm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying the people that post often are posting quality content. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. But let's say, you know, like Warren Hewitt and his, uh, his channel, he's got a lot of TikToks coming out now, but they're all chopped up pieces of the YouTube 
videos that he had. Yeah. And so that's just another repurposing content for another platform. And that's something that probably a lot of us have content that we put somewhere else that everything's new to somebody. Yeah. Well, I have so different. Every, I have a different follower set with some overlap of uh, uh, of the same followers across platforms, and I do cross posts. And uh, uh, based mm-hmm, on based on the platform requirements, the the posts are different. Um, right. Uh, different length videos versus uh, uh, text uh, requirements, you know, or maximum amount of text you can have, and. You know, and things sure. like that. So, I mean, so it's the, hard to keep that straight and it keeps changing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so they're modified for each one, but uh, the yeah. core piece is, um, uh, is done. And, and I've also been having good luck lately. Uh, I've been with um, iMovie on my phone, actually working with Instagram now. Um, oh, I have not tried iMovie on the phone yet. And so I've been able to do some editing there that I'd like to do. And, and if I export to my library and then upload, uh, it works fine. And, uh, and so I've been thankful for that because that didn't actually used to work very well. Um, huh. and, cool. uh, uh, for me, cause it would, uh, uh, Instagram would complain that it's the wrong format and things like that. And it might be because I've upgraded my phone, um, uh, this year, but you know, speaking of platforms and formats and changes, no, hey, I got Zoom, 60 Zoom now left. has a 40 minute time limit and it's a hard time limit <laughs> and we're out of time, buddy. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's we gotta less wrap than it up. <laughs> yeah. All right. We gotta Cheers. wrap this up. We're out of here. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. Hope you found this content very useful. That's like, and thank God for that time with, you know. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> All right. I'll see you later. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next time on the podcast. All right. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating.